How well do you think you know your own body? All too well. Okay. So <laughs> this was about when I was about, I think I was like 17 or 18. Okay. I was lying on the couch watching TV, had the house to myself. And I know other people do this. I don't know if you do this. We've ever talked about this. Do you ever just like get real comfy and you like, you just put your hands in your pants, like above the underwear, you just kind of hold yourself Yeah, bro. for like what comfort? What's that one song? Today, I'm not doing anything. Who's that by? Bruno Mars? Yeah. Today, I just don't feel like doing anything. Something? Yeah, bro. If Bruno Mars is putting his hands down his pants. Does he sing that in the song? He's, yeah. It's that normal. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. If Bruno Mars is doing it, I would be willing to bet that most people do it. So one day I'm doing that. I'm about 18 or 19, laying on the couch, comfortable, ab- hands in my pants above the underwear, watching TV. And then I wasn't really thinking, but like my hand find something on like my left nut. Oh. And then I go, that's a little weird. So I do a little closer inspection. Now I go under the underwear. I got to wash my hands <laughs> later. Now I'm going under the I'm underwear. Going in. I'm going in, dude. I'm like, I'm feeling something on my nut. And I'm like, it feels like a nub. Like the best way I can imagine is like, you know, when you, if you blow up a balloon and you tie up the end, there's just like a knot there, right? Yeah. That's what it was kind of feeling like. It's like, you know how your, your testiculars are oval? There's like at the end of it. There's a little nub there. And I was like, what the fuck? And I paused the TV. That's how serious this gets. I go, what the fuck is that? I took my hands out of the pants, grabbed the remote and paused the TV. <laughs> different hand, different hand. <laughs> I paused the TV. I start freaking out. I'm like, this killed every vibe I had. I was like, what the hell's on my nuts? This is scaring me. Right? I'm like, do I have cancer? Am I going to die? What is this? Is this the mumps? Is that what that is? Yeah. So I wait for my mom to come home and I tell her, and I got to nervously go up to my mom, tell her I found something on my nuts. So I'm all like, um, I was peeing. And I saw something on my balls and my mom just stops it. Like, do you need a doctor appointment? I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> she, she's like, I don't need to know how you were inspecting yourself. She's never going to believe me. So she sets one up for like a week ahead. I think it was the closest you can get. It was a week ahead. And thank God it was a male doctor. Okay. Because for that entire week and I'm planning to go to the ball doctor, I'm practicing. I'm like, okay, no one can see me soft. So I came up with the formula. It is it is three fifths thinking about porn, one fifth dead dogs, one fifth flexing my calves. Oh and I'm like, I can maintain God. a perfect chubby. <laughs> so all week I'm practicing to go to the doctor. I'm even in the waiting room filling out my form, flexing my calves. I have everything ready, right? <laughs> they call me up. I go in the doctor's room. I made a grave miscalculation. Uh Uh-oh. And it's so obvious now. What's the one thing that people use to describe doctor's offices as? Sterile? I would say cold. Oh, yeah. They're usually pretty damn cold, too. (laughs) It's cold and I'm nervous. And I was like, I did not account for this. I'm trying to change the formula. I was like, maybe four-fifths porn, one-fifth half a calf. And I'm like trying to freak. I'm sitting on the cold-ass table, flexing, thinking, I'm like, I got to get this chubby back because it's freezing. I'm shivering, right? (laughs) Knock at the door. Can I come in? The doctor comes in. And then I'm like, hey, how's it going? I'm trying to get like a chubby ready. I'm like, you here to see my balls? Ten-fifths porn. (laughs) Ten-fifths porn. (laughs) No one wants to be seen soft. Everyone knows this. (laughs) You're just sitting on the table (laughs) so he comes in he gets right to work he's like hey how's it going he starts putting on gloves he's licking his lips he's getting ready he's like take off your pants oh he's licking his lips (laughs) no just teasing but he's all eager it feels like because i'm like i didn't have time to adjust to him he looks like a regular doctor i'm trying to emotionally get ready to have someone play with my balls (laughs) so he's like okay why don't you just lean back and whip him out (laughs) so i lean back on the table and i pull down my pants i don't even want to look at my dick and balls right i just pull them down Mm -hmm. and i'm shaking there right and then his cold fucking 
latex gloved hands just start fondling me for like the longest 10 seconds of my life. And you're just like, boying. No, if his hands were warm, maybe, but his hands were cold. <laughs> so I'm laying back there. And then um, I, when I get really nervous, I do giggle. I don't know why this happened all the time. It's like that Joker thing. Not like, not that bad, but I'll be like, <laughs> and I'll giggle a little bit. So I'm fucking laying down, looking at the ceiling, counting the ceiling tiles. And I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just nervous. It's my first time. <laughs> he's, all, he's like, okay, I'll go gentle on you. And I'm like, ooh. Ew. He, I think he finds a spot and he's like, is this it? And he takes my hand off of my chest and he pulls it down to my own nuts and then he puts my own thumb on my nut he puts his thumb on top of my thumb starts massaging and i'm like yeah that's the spot <laughs> and then he's like okay puts his hand on my thigh and he goes put your pants back on and i look down tiniest i've ever seen my dick it looks like michelangelo's david i go son of a bitch and i pull my pants back up and as i pull my pants back up he walks over and he reaches like under one of the cabinets and he pulls down like a diagram of a dick and balls. And he's like, Bruh. you see this right here? And I go, yeah. And he goes, yeah, that's just part of your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I go, oh, I, I didn't know. And he goes, yep, this happens all the time. And I go, how, how often does this happen? And I'm not even kidding. He goes like, this is the second time this week. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's super common. Bruh. My name's Kurt. I'm Jason. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Bird Bones. Bones. Oh my god! It was a little bit of a short one. I didn't really practice it that well. I still got to all my jokes, but I thought it was longer in my head. Yeah, so was your dick. Yeah, it was longer in my head. <laughs> <laughs> How does it make you feel that that entire trip was a waste of time? Honestly, I learned a lot. Uh, I learned about my body that day. Everyone, check your nuts right now. Make sure you got those lumps. Yeah, Jason, reach in there. I never... I never felt that. So maybe I'm the problem. No, it's at the top. It's kind of like between. I don't want to get too in the gross of it, but the guy said it's normal. He's like, yep, this happens all the time. Moral of the story, though, never judge somebody off the first time you see their peen. Is that, is that a good moral? <laughs> I was scared. I was in a cold doctor's office. I'm sure he sees frozen, clenched up dicks every single day. That's like my biggest fear is like, I don't want to go to a doctor's office and them have to fondle my junk. Like, that just seems like the most awkward situation like i'm like petrified at the thought of turning 40 and having to get a finger stuck up my ass <laughs> and every day i tick closer to that time as someone who loves telling stories i'm strangely looking forward to that every comedian <laughs> has a joke about like i went there and they emasculated me they put a finger in my ass every single comedian <laughs> over 40 has that same joke and i was like i want something like that to tell people i want a story like that it's like i cannot wait to have a finger stuffed off my butt <laughs> I don't like telling other people's stories, but this one's so funny and on topic and it's my brother. So I feel like I'm allowed to tell this one. He had to get a physical. I think it was around the same age as me at this time, like uh, 17, 18, whatever. He had to get a physical, right? Which is also like, that's that scared me as a kid. I wanted to go into football, but they go like, oh, you have to get a physical. You have to have someone play with their balls. And I was like, I don't really care that much for football. Dude, say, I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it. That's the first row bump and I'm turning away. <laughs> I'd rather go draw cars. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't think Bradley played football. I think he was just getting like a physical for something else. For fun. He, they, maybe it wasn't a, something. He, a doctor had to check him out. A lady doctor had to look at his naked body, right? scary oh, that's even worse yeah dude i'm so glad i got a male doctor you go in a room you get naked you put on one of those robes where your ass is hanging out the back you know those ones oh yeah so he puts on one of those he goes to the examination room he's waiting there the female doctor comes in and then she goes like i'm gonna turn away and then i need you to get naked cover yourself and then tell me when you're ready and i'll turn back around 
right? And do the examination. Yeah. And so the nurse turns around. She waits. She hears my brother go, okay, I'm covered. And then she turns around and sees my brother butt naked with his hands over his eyes. <laughs> and then she's all like through laughter. She goes, um, I meant, I meant cover your privates. He goes, oh, <laughs> get covered. You just, sorry, Bradley. Oh my God. Brad, you're a funny dude. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> Bro. I don't know why, but like, the only time I really get queasy is at the doctor's office. It's not even if it's for me, any health care or what's the word for like medical. Yeah. Any kind of medical environment just stresses me out. Mm -hmm. My stepmom, she was in the hospital recently. She's all right. But we went to go see her while she was there. And like me and my dad walk through the doors and the instant wave of just like just a smell of sickness i feel like i'm gonna die <laughs> dude i was like fight or flight the second we walked through the doors and i was like i'm not even here for me and i gotta get the fuck out <laughs> like, we were in there and i was just like nervously just like ticking the entire time hospitals freak me out but not on the level i think it, like i don't know just queasy things also i get really nervous there's a time where i got nervous i threw up but hospitals i get grossed out by but i think yours yours is more medical you passed out of getting your blood pressure taken yours is more medical something happened to you when you were a kid what happened jason tell me where'd the doctor touch you i don't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe it had something to do with like my sister's heart surgeries and just like being around that kind of stuff like as a kid and like seeing what she went through mm -hmm. and i have like secondhand ptsd or something did you guys get make a wish yeah we did did you, did you go to disneyland we went to disney world oh disney Dude, world that's my bad that was the best trip of my life i can never go back to disney world because make a wish ruined it for me spoiled you dude we had a flash pass and everything. My sister wasn't even old enough to ride a ride. She just wanted to go to Disney World and see the princesses. <laughs> Me and my dad were like, hell yeah, let's get a flash pass. So we go through all the lines and like, obviously our flash pass said like make a wish and shit. So oh. everybody around us thought there was something wrong with me. Dude, I've never been treated so nicely in my entire life. We rode every freaking roller coaster like six times. It was awesome. Obviously, it's true, I guess, because like they I heard that like Disney people have to treat you nicer or in general, people treat you nicer. They think you're going to die. But isn't there like a thing at Disney like they have to be extra, give you everything they got if they see the make a wish thing? I guess because that was a, that was the best time of my life. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> you know what I think about a lot? John Cena just reminded me, John Cena, every time I see him on something, he's always the nicest guy. He's always uh funny in interviews mm -hmm. he's the most charming person ever he drives a civic type r he does, yeah yeah i saw that too and then he's also the most person who's done the most make a wishes right yeah he's the nicest dude ever and every time you see him on something tiktok youtube instagram anything top comments always like why is there nobody there dude why is there just I a floating know. hat dude that pisses me like it was funny the first five times they are reducing this man it is annoying he's the nicest person ever he's done the most make a wishes yeah and that's all he ever gets and he has to embrace he has to embrace that he makes jokes about it on his his instagram or whatever but like that i feel bad is that weird should i not sympathize for that honestly bro like it annoys me too because i've seen those same things like it's a video about him saying something genuinely interesting or whatever and i'm mm -hmm. like ooh, i wonder what the comments say maybe they can contribute something to the conversation <laughs> yeah, and it's like, no. i don't know why you're posting this video of a chair who's jimmy Fallon talking to bro yeah i'm like holy shit people 
that joke came from like 2005. <laughs> when he did the night, you don't see me thing. Bro, yeah. I'm like, the first time I heard that joke, I didn't even know where it was from. Why do people feel the need to repeat jokes that they've already seen? Like another one, like every time I see something now, I can guess what top comment's going to be. Like the movie Idiocracy, every time the movie Idiocracy is mentioned, top comments go, this used to be a comedy. Now it's a documentary. Really? You ever seen that movie? No, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, fuck. Let me set it up. Idiocracy. It's a movie about where this guy actually travels to the future and everyone's dumb. It, I think it was made by the guy who did King of the Hill. I forgot his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or it's the same thing with Back to the Future where it's like, he went back in time so he could bang his mom. Yeah, they steal from John Mulaney. Everyone just like, hears the same joke and they just feel the need to repeat it. I do not get it. It's so annoying just how people, they constantly regurgitate <laughs> just random shit that they hear and they pass it off as if it's their own original thought. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we should really make a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we have so much original stuff to say. <laughs> if you, though, were dying, what would you want for Make-A-Wish? If your budget is, uh, don't they do a budget? I think I saw an episode of House and this kid was going to die, but no, he, he was going to go through surgery, but he was going to recover. So they gave him a pamphlet and like the best thing he could get was like rodeo because like Make-A-Wish is like, you're going to live. Like we're not going to give you the best treatment. I don't know what the specifics were. But I know that they were like, you can't ask for anything of monetary value. Like it has to be an experience. Is <laughs> you what can't it was. ask for money. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't. Ask, you can't ask for money or like a car or anything. Like it has to be something you go do, and it's over, and then you have the memory of it. It's not like something you have with you forever. What's the best way to make the most amount of money given Make a Wish? Let's say you reach the top tier. You're gonna die in one week. How do you? How do you Breaking Bad get enough money for your family while you're gone? If you're just a kid, <laughs> who do you? Who do you require? Quest to see that you could make money off of. The only thing I could think of, I think this even happened. Uh, someone, uh, someone's a big Breaking Bad fan. This is kind of a sad story if I remember it correctly, which I probably don't. So let's pretend I'm getting it wrong and it's a sad, it's a happy story. <laughs> someone like a big Breaking Bad fan was a Make-A-Wish kid and he wasn't gonna make it. The doctors told to Vince Gilligan and he's like, oh, how about I give you, uh, how about I show you, I tell you how it ends. Or I think he might have even had it like, I can show you how it ends. Like they had the cut up or something like that. It was gonna come out pretty soon. And then the kid, the kid was all like, no, I want to see it with everybody else. And he did not get to see it with everybody else. Let's pretend, let's just imagine I got that wrong and it's actually a happy ending to that story. But if I was that kid and I need to make money, if I need a Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, I would have a recorder and I would hear how it ended and I would sell it to the highest bidder. Could you make money off that? <laughs> Is that one way to break bad? <laughs> That, that is a one good way to break bad. Oh my God. Okay, wait, here's the movie. Here's my movie pitch. You ready? Okay. You're a Make-A-Wish kid. You're dying, okay? Okay. And you're like, oh man, I really want to go to like Disney World or something like that. This is a kid's version of Breaking Bad again. You're like, I really want to go to Disney World and do something like that. But someone comes up to you and they go like, listen, you're not going to make it, okay? Now, you can either die a happy kid who went to Disneyland or you can set your family up for life. And you go, oh my God, what's the mission? And they go, we need you to kill bill gates mm. and then they like tell you like you're gonna ask for bill gates this is like the boys <laughs> mixed with uh breaking bad Bro. you're gonna meet bill gates and when he gets close enough you're gonna sneak this into his drink and you gotta kill bill gates as a make-a-wish kid so you kill bill gates he the guy gives your family all the money but you survive and there's a trial <laughs> <laughs> wait wait i i i have a counter idea okay okay what is it make a wish comes to a family and the family turns around and they huddle with the kid. The mom and dad are piece of shit criminals. <laughs> and they're trying, they're like, okay, we have unrestricted access to anywhere in the world. 
and like they have they plan a heist for the make like on the make a wish trip <laughs> where do they go the make a wish <laughs> wait <laughs> where, where do they go yeah where are they going for their make a wish trip for their heist the the make a wish foundation's like are you sure kid you don't want to go to disney world and he's like no i would like to go to the National Federal Reserve Bank in DC. (laughs) (laughs) The parents like, yep, he he really loves money. He wants to go there. He wants to look inside the vault. (laughs) Yeah, he really wants to see the White House for some reason. He wants to look at all the the bonds, what are the paper things that have like billions of dollars on them? Yeah, I remember as a kid, um, our our not our charity, like I don't know, it's not we don't own it, but like I remember like we donate a lot to St. Jude, St. John, is it St. Jude or St. John? You. The Children's Cancer Hospital. And I remember, I don't know why this is like a dumb kid thought. I remember thinking like, oh man, but I really like the Make-A-Wish one. So if I if I start to die, I I only get one uh, charity. I, I, for some reason, I thought like it was like insurance. So if I die, I'm like, oh, we should have donated to Make-A-Wish. Now I'm not going to get to fulfill anything. <laughs> I remember that being a genuine thought as a kid. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, I'm only going to get cancer treatment. This sucks. Why don't we donate to Make-A-Wish? Too, too bad I got hit by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't. I kept donating to the Sarah McLaughlin dog thing. And then the I got rabies because a fucking pit bull bit me. <laughs> and, and they only treated the pit bull. <laughs> yeah, they only treated the dog. Now I'm here. No help. I'm fucked. Oh, dude. Also, ever since I just accepted the fact that Danger Days is my favorite My Chem album, mm-hmm. not even kidding. Life has just been, I enjoy the album that much more. I've always <laughs> loved Danger Days. Okay. I don't even say Danger Days is their best album. I think that's. Definitely between Black Parade or Three Cheers because I love concept albums. Yeah. But like when I just open up my heart, I was like, Danger Days is my favorite. It's the most enjoyable one to listen to. I listened to it three times at work today. Oh my God. Every single time I hear, look alive, sunshine, I go, oh, oh let's do it again. I got to I, I gotta listen to Danger Days again. It's been a second. It's fucking perfect. All these songs, I don't appreciate. Like I love every single My Chem song. But you know how sometimes if you listen to an album or even anything, if you listen to a band for so long, there are songs that you kind of just forget mm-hmm. ex- I don't know how to explain it listen I love My Chemical Romance more than anything okay but I listen by albums so there are certain songs off each album that I don't associate as its own identity I just kind of go oh that's part of that like I used to not appreciate Save Yourself I'll Hold Them Back mm-hmm. I never really appreciated that one because I didn't really see it as its own song I thought I was like oh that's kind of like a filler song in the middle of Danger Days interesting I, like I said I'm the biggest My Chem fan there are certain songs that I can't I don't know the name of because I listened by album before the internet, before I had on Spotify. And I was like, this is a good song. I could read it. Yeah. I don't know half the songs off three cheers. I know every single lyric. I know every single fun fact about them. If I hear the song, but I'll be listening to one. And I go, all their song titles on three cheers. A lot of them, if it doesn't have a music video and it doesn't have a, uh, an iconic thing that it does, mm-hmm. I will forget the name of the song. Yeah. I, I can relate to that. Cause like, it's so weird. Like there's certain songs from bands where it's like, I know the song. I know I don't really know lyrics to songs as much, but it's like I know how to play every part of this song on guitar, every part. And then I'm like, I don't remember the name. And then it gets to the chorus and it's like, rock you like a hurricane. I'm like, oh, shit, that's what it's called. (laughs) To be clear, I know that song, but that's the first thing that came to my head. I know. And I feel so bad because like it happened at the concert when me and Kylie went to the My Kim concert. I fucked up one of the names of the song and it was a basic one. I think uh, what was it? It was, uh, I don't love you started off. And for the first like 20 seconds, I was like, Oh, cancer. I went like that. I mix up those songs, certain songs. One, cause I think I don't love you is like 
was it you I was talking to about this? I don't love you. I think it's like my least favorite. It's like the most forgettable My Chem music video to really? me. Really? Oh, the most forgettable music video. Forgettable. Because every time I see the I don't love you music video, or if I'm watching it on Spotify, like it has a little looping background, I go, I always forget there's a music video for this one. I didn't even know there was a music video. I think you've seen it, but you just don't real. It does not look like a My Chemical Romance music video. There's like a guy who's like in black paint. He's fully black. And then there's a girl who's in white paint who's fully like white with like black pupils. It looks like that AFI Girls Not Gray music video. I always mix it up with that one because this one's black mm-hmm. i remember gerard wait when they record the here's the thing three cheers had the best fucking music videos they were all by mark webb and they all had the theme of like trailers for movies i'm not okay it was directly a trailer for a movie ghost of you look like some mystical movie helena the all of these things yeah and then i think black parade kind of had like my least favorite music videos well the black parade is the greatest music video of all time but anytime like i don't know i think there's like the the main ones that really lean on um the band performing like Famous last words is just them performing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black Parade, they're performing on a float. I don't love you. They're performing in that one. Don't forget teenagers. Yeah, but like I'm not okay. Helena, those ones had the. There was like other. There's like B storylines that went on. So what was I even saying? I love My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yeah, but I don't love you. I just don't care for the music video. <laughs> yeah, I love that song. That song's really good. I think that my. Uh... My favorite music videos are Danger Days music videos. Those let's go so far. Oh, dude, that's like the exact opposite of like the other. Like I just said, yeah, Danger Days, not on odd. They're not performing in that one. Sing, they're not perform. Dude, they're no longer like a band. Like it's like a full on story. But on the opposite end of that, I think it was either the kids from yesterday or Planetary Go that the music videos are just them performing. And I forget, full of fun fact for you, I forget which one. I think it's the kids from yesterday was actually fan made. Someone made a fan-made music video of them. Mm. My Kim's like, this will be our official music video. We're going to tweak a couple things. And uh, a fan made a My Chemical Romance music video. Damn, I didn't even know that. Like when I think of My Kim music videos, I think of just sing and na-na-na. Dude, every time I watch them, I just, I get this feeling of like, I just wanted it to be a movie, I think is what Dude, it is. It was I just know. so larger sh- than anything. I know, like all the sets and, and everything, like the characters and every like. The story, the, the visual effects. Oh my yeah, god! The visual yeah. effects, the implied storyline. I'm like, why is this not a bigger thing? This needs to be so much more than a freaking music video. I said this in my Nuke interview, but like I said, Danger Days, uh, the Nana music video made me who the visual effects editor I am today because that one and Sing, they have like good visual effects. But they also have some campy things like now I got to stop using that word campy, Uh, but they have some corny (laughs) things like every time I see sing, it's like the opening shot. Uh, I think it's when they're pulling up to the the scarecrow building that uh, it's just the footage sped up really fast. So the car, it looks like (laughs) it looks like a little RC car. I always giggle when I see that. (laughs) But then like the blasters look amazing. Oh, my God. I'll never forget when like Gerard Way. uh, shoots the scarecrow from behind and his eyes fill up with the uh his eyes flash with the blaster dude just the and then when uh when uh grant morrison and the end of sing kills gerard way spoiler and he shoots him you see like the laser going up the blaster yeah just the greatest music videos these things i'll never forget yeah gerard way's ass at the beginning of na 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 he's putting on those jeans <laughs> that was the best visual effect of all oh my god you remember when we dressed up as killjoys for halloween oh dude that was the best halloween and we made the blasters out of cardboard and they like had 
functioning shit on them. No, yours had the functioning shit. Yours looked amazing. I no, wait, you were the only one that made one. You made a legit one out of cardboard and it looked amazing. I think I used a Sega light blaster. I don't think I made one out of cardboard. Really? I thought I, I think I had the Sega gun. Oh, I for some reason I thought that I made us both one or something. No, but you had a really cool one. It did have moving parts. You had the most dude, you had the best one. You actually looked like party poison. You made a jacket. You dude, you should dude, you look like a bigger then, Mike Kim than me. You had the yeah, go off. Describe your dude, outfit. That shit was so killer. I, I painted I custom painted a party poison jacket. Oh my god. It had the logo and everything. The whole like the whole thing. And bro, I was such a fan of that jacket. And it's probably why I never got any bitches because I wore that <laughs> motherfucker to school every single day after that. Do about the mask. <gasps> I made a mask. I don't remember much about <laughs> it, obviously. Wasn't it like one of those white? Party City mask that it, like the the oh, Jabberwockies wear, yeah. but you cut it to look like the the clown Party Poison mask. Yeah, yeah, I cut it down to look like the the Party Poison mask. And you painted it. Yeah, dude, I felt. How do I remember this more, bitch? Because I have the world's shittiest memory. That's why it's perfect for a podcast where we tell old stories that I don't remember. My Killjoy outfit fucking sucked. Did it? Yours was so fucking killer, dude. Mine was horseshit. I just remember that we were the coolest. You actually had a goal. You're like, I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna look like Party Poison. You made the mask. You made the blaster. You had a cool jacket. I know there's other stuff we're missing, but you had a goal. You were like, I'm gonna look like Party Poison. I don't think you dyed your hair. I think I would have called you out for dyeing I, your hair red. I wanted to dye my hair so bad, but they were like out of red hair dye. Oh man, even my. Either that or my mom just told me they were because she didn't want me to dye my hair red. Remind me to come back to this because I, I guess I need something cool about the red hair dye. Um, mine, I was trying to do like a, oh, if I was a killjoy, I wanted to make my own character. And it ended up just being like all my favorite outfits. But like I was trying to put a unique thing on it. And like, mm -hmm. I think I had some something went over my face. I made some kind of mask, but then like it was just like my favorite my chem shirt. Oh, I put on the My Chem jacket that I still wear sometimes. <laughs> it's got holes in it now. I, I use it very frig fragilely. But then like my belt. Fragilely. Fragile, sorry. Dick. You use um, it very fragile. I use it very, uh, I was very fragile with it is what I meant to say. Um, uh, My belt was like a, a necklace, a light up necklace that we got from Party C that fit around my waist, but it lit up. So I'm like, oh, this is like a, what a, this is what a Kildre would wear. I, like, I just look like. I look like horseshit. And I remember every single time I went to doors, you go like, what are you guys? Like, I think if, if you went by yourself, someone would have given you the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, he's probably something I just don't know of. But they looked at me like, what the, f what are you? And I was like, I'm a killjoy. I'm a killjoy. No, no, no. Ever heard of it? And then, <laughs> and then like, here's the shitty candy. I don't know what that yeah. is. It didn't make me laugh. It's so weird. Like thinking back to like Halloween as a kid. And I'm like, I mean, it was really fun, but it's just like, how did this culture of like, Let's go knock on strangers' doors and take candy from them. Hey, don't look to, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I know, but it's this like is, that was the best days of my life. Dude, they were, but it's like so crazy to think like our parents were like ten dollars away from just making our entire lives. <laughs> they could go buy whatever candy we wanted, but they're like, no, you have to go get it from strangers that we do not know. <laughs> and then after Halloween, there was always the just so you know, at any other time. Do not take candy from strangers. <laughs> but if we say it's okay, go get that drug infested candy. It was the purge, but for stranger danger, <laughs> you have to get it out of their system. The kids have to go ask strangers for candy at least once a year or else they'll do it throughout the entire year. 
<laughs> you didn't remind me, but I forgot to say real fast the hair dye thing. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you this. Kylie was a big Day to Days fan. Oh, really? She was a big My Chem fan. And I didn't know this before, like the year before I met her, she dyed her hair party poison red. She had to mix different colors. Oh, shit. She was watching online tutorials, making her own concoction. She wanted that exact red. She wanted the, uh, what is it called? Shadow Roots. Where like Gerard Way's hair in the middle is still kind of black. Yeah. She did all the science to do that. Damn. You got to keep her there. But then it kind of turned back to like a, it kind of like fades away. I don't know how hair dye works. I never did it. I want to. But um, it turned pink. And if you know anything about Kylie, without the pink hair already, she looks like Lava Girl. So oh, with pink shit. hair, she got called Lava Girl <laughs> at, uh, at high school. And the first like five years, it wasn't until like recently that I changed her profile picture on my phone. Every time she called me, it'd be Lava That's Girl. That's why it's Lava Girl. <laughs> That's why it was Lava Girl. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Bird Bones. What another banger episode. What a banger. Well, you got your phone in your hand. You're hopefully queuing up another episode of Bird Bones. Why don't you also queue up Jason's song of the week? Jason, what are they queuing up? Song of the week this week is going to be Tales of Endurance Part 4, 5, and 6. That's the title of the song. It's one song. It's by a band called Supergrass. That song has one of the most banging guitar riffs, and I specifically have been waiting (laughs) to add this to the playlist. So it's called part four, five, and six. Is it like shine on you crazy diamond part four, five, and six or one, two, and three, whatever. That's the title of the song is tales of endurance comma part four, five, and six. Man, I really wish we had a place where all of these song recommendations were and like on a playlist on Spotify. Yeah, You can find that song as well as other bangers on our lovely playlist. It's called bird bones bangers. You can find it on Spotify and Spotify because I don't put it anywhere else because Spotify is the only thing I have. And guess what? I also made a playlist for us. If you look up Bird Bones Season 1 with music, it has this, it has the episode and then the song. Aw, sick. Yeah, bitch. What a doll. I don't know when anyone would ever want to do that. Maybe a long road trip. I don't know. Maybe. I thought it would come in handy. If you have good taste, that's what you'll do on a road trip. What a great another episode of Bird Bones. Also, if you want to help us out, uh, the best things you can do for us are follow on Spotify. Yes. Rate the podcast on, yes. an, on a scale of four to five, four being the worst, five being the best. Absolutely. Um, maybe if you listen to Apple Podcasts, also you can rate on there too. Ugh. Maybe leave a nice review. Everything you guys do, I truly appreciate. We also got a YouTube if you want to read some comments. Right now, I think it's just Ryan. Thank you, Ryan, for being so supportive. Thank you, Ryan. We love you, Ryan. Hey, I commented too. So if you want to read my comments, go ahead. Bird Bones out. I got to piss like a racehorse. <laughs> Next time on Bird Bones. Bro, the entire place. Oh, God. Reeks of dog shit. <laughs>